Hi everybody and welcome to 140% Fitness. My name is Sebastian and I'm a personal trainer. That sounds so weird to say out loud. I feel like I should be winking at the camera. Hey, I'm a personal trainer, flexing the bicep. But you know, them days. So you're probably wondering what you're going to be getting from me on this podcast. And I need to stay you from the jump that this is a non-binary podcast. This is a podcast made for everybody of every color, of every shape, of every gender, of every hue. So if that's not for you, that's cool. If you're looking for something that specifically deals only in men's physique, if you're looking for something that only deals with how to get the perfect booty, if you're looking for something that only deals with how to slim down after pregnancy, this is not the podcast for you. Basically, what this is going to be is there are conversations that, as a PT, I have with my clients during the sessions. Sometimes they are deeply personal, but sometimes they cover topics that are just general and everybody wants to know. So there's a lot of thing, there's a lot of information out there when it comes to fitness. Not all of it is targeted to your well-being. Most of it is tar- targeted to make you buy stuff, to be honest. But sometimes in that pool or swamp of information that you'll be gathering, there might be things that you want to highlight, there might be questions that you want to ask, and this is what this podcast is for. So you can DM me on 140% Fitness on Instagram at any point, and ask me any random question for the podcast, and I'll answer it. Yeah, I'll answer it if it's in my wheelhouse. If I don't think it's something that I can answer specifically, I'll try and find someone in this industry that can help you out. It's about the conversations, the conversations that we have as individuals, the conversations that we have surrounding fitness as a wider community, especially for someone like me who comes from the gay community. There is loads and loads of fitness stereotypes, myths that I want to rebuff. And the best way to do that is for joining myself, joining myself, joining you and joining the podcast team. I'm like... I've been podcasting for a while. This is not my first time stepping my toe into the world of podcasting. But the main thing I do on the other podcast is talk about life in general. And I wanted to make a podcast that was very specific about it's about well-being and it's about fitness. And I hate the term well-being, but it allows you to see that I'm coming from a point of view that I'm not going to be talking about your fat percentage every week. I'm not going to be talking about how you that you should be lowering your salt content. And you sh- I'm not going to be talking about how much reps you should be doing every week. Depends. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. But like, what I will be doing, like I said earlier, is there are certain topics that come up in the small conversations in between reps and sets that but that I think everybody should be able to hear and explore. So as well as having different guests on here that come from the fitness industry, I'm also going to sometimes bring on some of my clients so that you can hear their personal joy journeys. Because if you've gone to the Instagram pages, some of them have been on there. So you can see them on the Instagram page, hear their personal journeys, and maybe you can connect to something that they say for yourself. That being said, let's get this show on this road with the first section, which is trending this week. 
So, this is how this podcast is going to work each week. I'm going to break it down into several sections so it's easier for you to pick up and just go with it. I find that I've done another podcast before and I find that a lot of people don't necessarily like to listen to a full 45 minutes of me chatting. Well, for you, they prefer to just listen to five minutes here, five minutes there. So, the sections of the podcast are going to be an introduction, like I'm doing now. And then we're going to go into whatever's trending that week in fitness. So whatever's come up in the news, obviously, this type of year, there's going to be a lot of fitness stuff for you to look at, for you to see, for available in the news. And then we're going to go into a section I like to call 2020 Vision, where I take a topic and just try to give it clarity to people, breaking down jargon so that it actually makes sense to you. Then we're going to do the list. Now the list is just a quick list on a different topic each week that you can, of things that can become habits in your daily lifestyle. So not anything too complicated, not anything too serious, just hints and tips, cheats and ideas that I've used over the years that, that you might find useful. And then we're going to end on a smart goal. So that's one thing that I want you to try to do. One small thing I want you to try to do each week so that to improve your fitness going forward. You probably have been bombarded by now. It's the second week of January. But loads of different forms of diets, healthy foods, fads, ways to lose weight. They'll probably give you a time limit saying like 60 days to lose two stone. They just go through all the different diets. I've seen the Slim Fast ads come back up. And WW's come back up. It's quite funny, isn't it? Slim Fast and WW. January is this weird vortex of self-hatred. It's meant to be the beginning of the year. But what loads of people do is they just monetize the fact that you spent Christmas probably overindulging a little bit. You got a lot more weight on your body. You get to the mirror that first time in January, around the third or the fourth. You made a resolution already. You've probably broken it. So then the reality of the situation settles in that you're not looking at your best. Because you probably spent about a month. But you know what? Normally a month. This year with everything that's happening in COVID. It's probably been a lot longer than a month. Just eating for the sake of it. Like eating for eating your feelings. Eating somebody else's feelings. Eating through the loneliness. Like chocolate is always your friend if you want it to be. You know what I mean? So yeah, January comes. And it just reminds you. Normally it kicks your butt into sky. Right, January's here, we've all put a date on, we'll get back to gym, we'll complain about how fat we are, or how much weight we put on over the New Year's, blah, 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 blah. Can't happen this year, because we're on lockdown. So, what can you do? What can you do to start your healthy eating? What can you do to start your... So, everybody's looking at calorie deficiency, which is, to everybody else, if you're in general, a diet. Thing about it is that 
most diets work. They work, but they don't work for the long term. And that's the difference. You need to find a way of eating that is not only going to work for a period of time, but it's going to work for a lifetime. You're not giving up your body or changing it to anything else. Your body needs to function for as long as you live and breathe. So for as long as you live and breathe, you need to find ways of eating in which you can control your body shape and be happy about the body that you're in so that it functions properly, so it moves well, so that you can do everything that you want to do with your body and it's not limiting you or making you feel crap. Will you go into the mirror and you look at your body now? Are you seeing the body that you've worked for, the body that you've earned, the body that you were given at birth for genetics? It's a combination of a lot of things, yeah? And what you really need to do now is give yourself a little bit of a break. If you've ruined your New Year's resolution already, that's cool. You probably started it too early anyway. Like, who started a new resolution on January the 1st? Like, let's be honest, most of us, yeah, me included, were hungover on January the 1st. And when I'm hungover, what my body screams for is fat, and sugar and carbs, something that will soak up the, the alcohol that I was taking till three o'clock in the morning the night before. Like, even if you were at home by yourself, I'm sure you drank. Well, if you were at home by yourself on New Year's Day, you probably drank a lot. Even those that went to bed early, probably because they were drinking work before, way before New Year's, <laughs> that time felt. Yeah, I know. I feel you. But at the same time, let's just take the pressure off a second and be realistic. Yeah, let's look at it from the outside perspective. Your body is not going anywhere. Yeah, as long as you're living and breathing, your body is there and will be functionable. How do you change your body going forward long term? If you make rash decisions now, you're gonna change what could be a positive year into starting off the year in a total negative space. So here's what we're gonna do. Whatever your New Year's resolution was, yeah and it's gone to the wayside, that's cool. I want you to take at least one day and write down all the things that you want to change about your body this year, but also write down all the things that you love about your body going into this year. Make that list and we'll go from there. Remember, every single day is a new day. So on today's 2020 vision, I just want to talk about where my, the name of my brand comes from. So um, so each week in this section, I'm going to take something from fitness and just break it down for you so that you have a little bit more clarity, hence the name 2020 vision. I thought it was appropriate because 2020 was such a dusty year, but out of it, when you look back now, there's certain things that you gained out of it that you didn't have before. For me specifically, it was podcasting. So the reason why I'm called 140% fitness is because as a personal trainer, I believe that you should be able to do more than you can do by yourself. Yeah, that whole point of having a personal trainer is that I'm able to look at your bodies in ways that you can't see yourself and actually enhance whatever you are able to do 
physically, mentally, spiritually, so that you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Now, when I was looking for the number, I went through loads of different science texts about the percentage of which you can increase performance through coaching and stuff like that. But, you know, they weren't really jazzy and they weren't really banging and they weren't really saying things specifically to me. So then one day I was sitting on the train. I was going to watch a film. I don't know what film I was actually watching to go to see, but I literally opened the paper and it was in a metro and it said that it had this big graphic, infographic, and it was about the number of places in the world and the percentage of places in the world that is legal to be gay or lesbian or be on the LGBTQ spectrum. And it said that it's only legal in 40% of the world. And then the light went on because I was just like, hmm, okay. Since I, as a person, am enhancing my clients, yet I wouldn't be able to have this particular brand, this particular work model, I, as a person, wouldn't be able to work in 40% of the world. Then I'm going to add that to the 100 and say that's my brand represents not only the fact that I am gay, black, male, owns my own business but also that the business is inclusive and non-binary and that anybody anybody can take advantage of the services that I offer so that philosophy has been carried over to everything I do with the brand so it's even in my graphics so a lot of people haven't noticed that, that I don't use any colors in my graphics that will be gender conforming so I don't use blue and I don't use pink mainly because it really upsets me that when you go into most healthy shops and if it labeled pink for women it's normally smaller and more expensive when there's a men's version that's in a black tub across the corner and it's twice the size for the same price and also I just want it to be inclusive and open to everybody that's the philosophy I was at one point in my life 28 stone so I was so fat that when I stepped on the scales at home it went all the way around to the beginning and kept on going so because there wasn't enough um, numbers on that scale because the scale stopped at 18 to tell me how fat I was so I had to trundle myself down to the boots in Croydon step on the scales there and basically came back saying like yeah you're fat you need to lose weight so i'm not perfect i'm one of the few pts in life that come from a point of view that i used to be a punter i used to be a member of public i had a pt so i know how it feels to be on the end of the session where you don't really feel like the person's engaged doesn't really feel like it's actually personal just feels like it's generic stuff that you're getting and so i try to avoid over the years those of pitfalls that i feel that as someone that was in the public space was a punter was a customer that i didn't like from my personal trainer so you'll notice that on the instagram there's a lot more of my clients doing stuff than it is me doing stuff this year's been a bit uh, haggardy because you know it's been locked down so from my point of view and the best way to show some stuff is to be me pushing forward on my fitness goals but in general i like to showcase the development of my clients because at the end of the day that's why i'm here to develop other people um 
me getting fitter, me getting stronger. If that inspires you, cool. But my body is not your business. My business is other people's bodies. So I always come from the standpoint of whatever it is that you come to me for as a professional, then that's what we're going to deal with. And on the way, you might bring up other issues with you because everybody has other issues that interlink with how they look at themselves, not just physically how they look about themselves, but also when you look in the mirror, how you look at yourself mentally, because sometimes the picture is not the same which I've learned for myself a lot this year, because especially being not able to train, I've been looking back at pictures where I thought I was out of condition. I thought, well, in fact, I've been like, actually, bruv, you were looking really good then. You need to appreciate it for what it was. So going forward, yeah, I'm hoping that this podcast will help people not just appreciate themselves as they are, But if they're going to make a change in their bodies, if you're going to make a change in how you look and how you feel using fitness, I want you to be able to avoid some of the jargon, some of the pitfalls, some of the, what can only be called as charlatan or just lies that a lot of the industry people put out. And also I want you to be able to feel like no matter what you look like, no matter what your gender is, no matter where you are on the LGBTQ spectrum, that there is a place of fitness that is available to you as an individual. So welcome to the list. In this section, we're just gonna make a quick list of things that you can do to help boost your health going forward. It's not necessarily gonna be about your food intake or what exercises to do each week but just the general things that tips and cheats that I picked up over the years that I think might be useful to use going forward. Today's list is five things that you may not have thought of to do in order to prep for your new year's resolution to be a success. So the first thing is to stop eating food because you think it's good for you but you don't like it. Yeah, that one, I think everyone suffers from at this point. Yeah, we go through this health kick. We start eating the things that we should are told that we should be eating, but actually we don't actually like. Now, if it comes to general stuff like you want to be eating a protein source, why are you going for the protein source that you don't like to eat? If it's a general stuff where you decided to become vegan, then you're going to have to expand your knowledge of the diet. Just not just of your dietary requirements, but also the type of variation of foods that will be able to fit into those dietary requirements in order for you to be sane. I don't like eggs. I eat it as little as possible. But at the same time, I know there's certain ways I can cook it that makes it bearable. So I've tried to cook it in loads of different ways so that I can eat it because I want to take it in part of my diet. But if it comes to eating six eggs or having a half a chicken I'm gonna go for the half a chicken second on the list of keeping a diary I know it sounds really weird for me a health person is telling you to keep a diary but there are many reasons why you should keep a diary and it's mainly because in three four months time you want to be able to look back and it's I may not just look back, be able to be able to track back what you've done to get to the point that we, in which you are. That, that way, for if any reason you fall off the wagon, if you lose your health 
fitness regime for any reason, you can go back again, look at another time when you were on track and you were doing the right things and see what you did that was right, got you to that stage, and then mimic it. Like for me, I keep a diary for my food. I keep a diary for my emotions as well. So that every day I look at what I'm eating. It's not just the calories that I'm eating. It's also how was I feeling on that day? So then I have a correlation between how what I'm eating is affected by the emotions that I'm feeling on that day. So you can look back and over lockdown, you'll see that I'm eating a lot more. And you'll also see that my emotions have been going up and down because of the situations that we've been in. It's perfectly fine to fail at some point, but with a diary, at least you can look back and see what was successful and then mimic that, not just having to sit in your failure and not know how to get back on track. Now, this is a random one, and it's check your caffeine levels. Now, I know for myself that during the lockdown, I've not been taking the same caffeine intake that I have been doing in a normal working day. I normally get up and by 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I've had my first coffee, and then I normally have one pre-workout, and I normally have one about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So now I'm at home, and I'm only having, say, a 12 o'clock caffeine intake And that's about it. So because I'm not having my normal amount and I have so much, like caffeine is a drug, let's be honest. And you do have withdrawal symptoms. So if you're feeling lethargic in the morning and you don't feel motivated and you feel like you can't get up, maybe it's just a a thing as, as simple as, are you having the same amount of coffee that you would be doing on a normal working day? Prepping your home environment. So we're working from home. We're living at home. We're doing all the things that we used to do before. Now we've got two extra things that we're now doing at home on a regular basis. That's working from home and also working out from home. So those spaces need to be prepared so that they actually function for you as a person. There's no point you setting up benches and having to spend more time clearing away your weights and putting stuff up, then you're actually doing your workouts. If that's because you haven't got space and you have to do that, fair enough. But like, look at before you start your workouts, before you get into doing homework, before you start doing the stuff that you want to do, maybe take a day and see if you can arrange your space so it actually functions better for you for all the different things that you're now having to do in it. And last on today's list is one of my favourites, and you're probably going to be hearing it a lot on this podcast. Pick one overall goal, one long-term goal to work towards. Now, for me personally, using myself as an example, my long-term goal is within six months, I want to be a certain weight, which is 115 kilograms, and between 10 to 12% body fat. That, for me, is a comfortable, achievable goal because I've done it before. Like If it was previous years, I would have said the weight would have been about 110 kilograms. But because I've developed my legs a lot because I started Olympic lifting, I know that my weight and my muscle weight was different than what it normally is because of the proportions of my body. So I'm not trying to put myself in a state where I'm starving myself down to a size that I shouldn't be. I'm being realistic about the long-term goal and I'm making 
an overall plan where I can split that overall plan into smaller steps. So if I'm looking to August, which is eight months away, what weight do I want to be at at each different stage? I'm going working backwards like that. Over the course of the podcast, we'll go into how you make a long-term goal smaller and more easier to digest. But today, all I want you to do is actually think about what that long-term goal would look like for you. So on today's 2020 vision, I just want to talk about where the name of my brand comes from. So um, so each week in this section, I'm going to take something from fitness and just break it down for you so that you have a little bit more clarity, hence the name 2020 vision. I thought it was appropriate because 2020 was such a dusty year, but out of it, when you look back now, there's certain things that you gained out of it that you didn't have before. For me specifically, it was podcasting. So the reason why I'm called 140% fitness is because as a personal trainer, I believe that you should be able to do more than you can do by yourself. Yeah, the whole point of having a personal trainer is that I'm able to look at your bodies in ways that you can't see yourself and actually enhance whatever you are able to do physically, mentally, spiritually, so that you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Now, when I was looking for the number, I went through loads of different science texts about the percentage of which you can increase performance through coaching and stuff like that. But, you know, they weren't really jazzy and they weren't really banging and they weren't really saying things specifically to me. So then one day I was sitting on the train. I was going to watch a film. I don't know what film I was actually watching to go to see. But I literally opened the paper and it was in the metro and it said that it had this big graphic, infographic, and it was about the number of places in the world and the percentage of places in the world that is legal to be gay or lesbian or be on the LGBTQ spectrum. And it said that it's only legal in 40% of the world. And then the light went on because I was just like, hmm, okay. Since I, as a person, am enhancing my clients, yet I wouldn't be able to have this particular brand, this particular work model, I, as a person, wouldn't be able to work in 40% of the world. Then I'm going to add that to the 100 and say that's my brand represents not only the fact that I am gay, black, male, owns my own business but also that the business is inclusive and non-binary and that anybody anybody can take advantage of the services that I offer so that philosophy has been carried over to everything I do with the brand so it's even in my graphics so a lot of people haven't noticed that, that I don't use any colors in my graphics that will be gender conforming so i don't use blue and i don't know pink mainly because it really upsets me that when you go into most healthy shops and if it labeled pink for women it's normally smaller and more expensive when there's a men's version that's in a black tub across the corner and it's twice the size for the same price 
And also, I just want it to be inclusive and open to everybody. That's the philosophy. I was, at one point in my life, 28 stone. So I was so fat that when I stepped on the scales at home, it went all the way around to the beginning and kept on going. So <laughs> because there wasn't enough um, numbers on that scale, because the scale stopped at 18 to tell me how fat I was. So I had to trundle myself down to the boots in Croydon step on the scales there and basically came back saying like yeah you're fat you need to lose weight so i'm not perfect i'm one of the few pts in life that come from the point of view that i used to be a punter i used to be a member of public i had a pt so i know how it feels to be on the end of a session where you don't really feel like the person's engaged doesn't really feel like it's actually personal just feels like it's generic stuff that you're getting and so i try to avoid over the years loads of pitfalls that i feel that as someone that was in the public place was a punter was a customer that i didn't like from my personal trainer so you'll notice that on the instagram there's a lot more of my clients doing stuff than it is me doing stuff this year's been a bit uh, haggardy because you know it's been locked down so from my point of view and the best way to show some stuff is to be me pushing forward on my fitness goals but in general i like to showcase the development of my clients because at the end of the day that's why i'm here to develop other people um me getting fitter, me getting stronger. If that inspires you, cool. But my body is not your business. My business is other people's bodies. So I always come from the standpoint of whatever it is that you come to me for as a professional, then that's what we're going to deal with. And on the way, you might bring up other issues with you because everybody has other issues that interlink with how they look at themselves, not just physically how they look about themselves, but also when you look in the mirror, how you look at yourself mentally, because sometimes the picture is not the same, which I've learned for myself a lot this year, because especially being not able to train, I've been looking back at pictures where I thought I was out of condition, I thought of, in fact, I've been like, actually, bruv, you were looking really good then. You need to appreciate it for what it was. So, going forward, yeah, I'm hoping that this podcast will help people not just appreciate themselves as they are, but if they're going to make a change in their bodies, if you're going to make a change in how you look and how you feel using fitness, I want you to be able to avoid some of the jargon, some of the pitfalls, some of the what can only be called as charlatan or just lies that a lot of the industry people put out. And also I want you to be able to feel like no matter what you look like, no matter what your gender is, no matter where you are on the LGBTQ spectrum, that there is a place in fitness that is available to you as an individual. And last for this week is your smart girl. Now, your smart girl every week is one small thing that I actually want you to try to do between now and the next time you listen to the podcast. And this week's smart girl is really, really easy. 30 minutes of moving nonstop. For me, that's going to be dance. I'm going to put on my speakers really really loud and shimmy and shake for 30 minutes because i haven't done it in such a long time that was my new year's resolution was to dance more and feel free 
So 30 minutes, make a playlist, make it simple, put on the songs that you really love to move to, whether it's been you just walking outside, whether it's getting on a bike, it is a little bit harder in today's London because even though we're locked down, we're not really locked down. So people are always in the way. Trust me, I'm a cyclist. So I, I, I get you. But yeah, 30 minutes of moving for non-stop. Non-stop for 30 minutes. Put on a timer. <laughs> Siri is always listening just to say, hey, Siri, set a timer for 30 minutes. She will answer you. He will answer you, depending on who you are. And off you go. Try do that at least once in the next week before the next podcast comes out. See how you get on. Let me know. DM me. Okay, people. So that's it for this week. Like, I could say a lot more. If you know me, you know I can speak forever about this topic. I love fitness and it's been a really hard year for everyone in the fitness industry. But the idea of this podcast is that we're going to slow you, slow, slow you, slow you, slowly get you back to a place where you feel comfortable about your body. So when the gyms open up again, you're ready to go. Either picking up on the old plan, starting a new one, that you're raring to go in your fitness levels. So, from next week, I'm hooking up with a couple of DJs, and they're going to be offering you 45 minutes to an hour of workout music for you to work out to. I know it's really hard at the moment to think of or make playlists, or sometimes you get on Spotify, you get on Apple, and the playlist that they make just ain't popping, because realistically, they're not set into real life, they're just hitting whatever algorithms in the computer, so we're going to provide you with curated playlists that you can put on, put on your speakers, put on your headphones to help you go with the music, and every time the playlist comes up, I'm going to give you other workout structures to do, so that sets and rep ranges that you should be working out to while you're listening to it, the first one's going to be an R&B and hip-hop playlist, and then like we did in summer if before the podcast i had about four or five one was disco one was house one was progressive house so we're going to bring that back again and we're going to do a couple of extra playlists so in the meantime if you know any djs that would like to contribute get them to dm me 140 fitness on instagram or if you would like to send me a message I'm at 140%fitness at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. My name is Sebastian, and I'll see you. You'll hear me next week.